0: McGurk! I do love not typing. Do mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I
1: mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat.
0: Cheer I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, Boardroom or Ballroom?
2: because <laughs> really? She looks like a boss in this home. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series, or maybe still the CBS series. At the time. <laughs> We're <laughs> throwing it back. <laughs> and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Maureen Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired uh, very appropriately and uh, very timely on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DCTV Podcast YouTube channel to go back in time. We're going to do a little time traveling uh, because Morgan didn't actually get to review the Supergirl episodes uh, in season one as a full-time co-host of Supergirl Radio until World's Finest, which aired in March of 2016. So we are revisiting the first season to get Morgan's thoughts. You've already gotten my thoughts on the podcast, but we don't know what Morgan thought about uh, Leslie Willis's introduction, so (laughs) we're... We are going to get to that. Now, we should uh, clarify, because so we did get some cl- uh, questions about this uh, prior to the live stream. Uh, this week, we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, which was titled Livewire. Now, that is the airing order of Supergirl Season 1. This episode, Livewire, was originally supposed to be the fifth episode to air, but due to the November 2015 paris attacks at that time um C- cbs decided to replace how does she do it which would have been the uh fourth episode it's it's getting a little complicated now that i'm trying to explain it uh how does she do it uh <laughs> due to the sensitive nature and the content of that episode i'm assuming because there are some bombs in that episode i've always kind of they oh never is said that the train episode yeah uh yes Okay. So um, so I think that is why they never explicitly said they just uh, oh, kind of yeah. changed the the airing of it. and it
0: makes sense because the last episode that we talked about was like pretty Maxwell Lord heavy. and then he was talking about that train. he wanted it blue. yeah uh, he, had to have those he blue wanted streets. it faster <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it makes sense that the next episode would have been, you know, they were they were all leading up to the train. Yeah. Uh, So, and then we get the live wire episode. So that does make
2: sense for the order of things. Yeah. So it got changed around because of the uh, sensitive content of that episode. So in its place, the network CBS at the time aired live wire as the fourth episode of the series. So for Supergirl radio rewind, we're going to be watching these episodes in air order. There is such a thing as production order and air order. So we're going to be watching them in air order, and this is actually the order in which we originally discussed discuss the episodes uh, during the, the first season, season one of Supergirl Radio. So we're just matching what we did, what uh, uh, Teresa and I did. Uh, for Morgan's superhero Rewind experience. I get to experience it the same way you did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're just matching it up as we go. So if anyone had questions about the order of the episodes, that is why we chose to go with the airing order. All right. Well, I guess we should do it. We, sh- we should uh, do a little time traveling and uh, get to talking about LiveWire. Okay. So let's get into our discussion of... Uh, Season one, episode four, Livewire. So here's the official description. Quote, Kara's Thanksgiving may be ruined when she suspects her foster mother, Dr. Danvers, who is coming to town, disapproves of her new role as a superhero. Also, when an accident transforms a volatile CatCo employee into the villainous (laughs) Livewire, she targets Cat and Supergirl, unquote. I don't know that Hmm. uh, Kara really (laughs) had an issue with Eliza.
0: (laughs) Veronica, listen this is right before maybe it was before the holidays veronica's maybe just like phoning it in a little bit she's
2: she's ready to go on that veronica was thinking about
0: was thinking about turkey and (laughs) stuffing she was not (laughs) thinking about the episode she had just
2: watched (laughs) yeah i might have said uh alex uh let's see what uh Uh, Alex suspects her foster mother well her her mother Dr. Danvers who's coming to town uh that's that's what I would have written but uh Veronica here uh thinks that Kara is suspicious of a Dr. Danvers (laughs) um so I guess maybe in a way she is but I think it's because she's just dealing with it because of Alex um so I guess we could start there since we've been already been talking about Dr. Danvers um so uh Helen Slater and makes an appearance on uh, the Supergirl TV series. Uh, she kind of appeared in the first, in the pilot episode as as Eliza, but uh, didn't really speak, didn't do much. Um, so Morgan, what did you think about getting to actually uh, be introduced uh, uh, fully to Eliza Danvers in this episode?
0: Oh, I was so excited. I thought Helen Slater was so great in this episode. And I really liked how they like explored the Alex and... Um, eliza relationship but but they also kind of talked about how Kara and eliza's relationship was that like eliza was just kind of like supportive of Kara. and then she <laughs> would just if she was kind of mad at Kara, she would just kind of take it out on alex she's like listen we can't you can't scare this this scared alien child that's in our <laughs> custody our care and alex is like mom Kara is in her 20s now. Like <laughs> Could you be mad at her for once? Like no, you should know better. <laughs> She's still 12. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was like a really interesting dynamic that they they played out that that she kind of always took it out on Alex and expected expected the most from Alex and and the kind of the weight of of those uh of those feelings that, that Alex had to carry around that she always had to look out for her sister. And she was always the res- had to be the responsible one. Uh, I thought that it was really, it was a really interesting way to introduce her to the, the show uh, in a, like a, a more of a featured role. And, and it was also, you know, later on when they bring Eliza in, she's just always like supportive or randomly shooting a gun for some reason. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh but but uh, shooting owls specifically yeah she
0: can't you cannot allow those owls to get away with it (laughs) she's not having it anymore uh just like kryptonians do apparently of course that's (laughs) sure i mean when i think of kryptonians that's what i think of (laughs) listen helen slater was cashing those checks and god bless her but (laughs) i like that she got to have more of an emotional story in this episode she got to be more of a kind of a fallible character. I feel like when when she comes in a little bit in later seasons, it's like, it's mom. Mom's so supportive. And like, she's just like, all right, girls, who wants a pie? And <laughs> in this, one, this one, she got to be like a little prickly. And she got to be, you know, uh, like not a, like the world's most perfect mom. And I really liked that about this episode. And I think it really allows you to see a better view of Alex's character and like how she got to be the way that she is. Um I was just like watching this one thinking like, I've been liking all of these season one episodes, obviously. Uh, and we've been like really enjoying rewatching them. But like, this was the first one where I was like, Oh, man, this was like an this is like an a plus episode, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and I, I think a lot of it has to do with those character beats that you really get to uh, get to know Alex a lot more. Uh, you get to know uh, Eliza Danvers, which is a lot of fun because she, uh, the Helen Slater, was Supergirl. So it was fun to see Supergirl and Supergirl share a scene together, especially when uh, Melissa Benoist had her Supergirl costume on. So I just, uh, before we get into talking about Alex, and uh, I would also like to talk about Jeremiah at some point. Um, <laughs> We'll we'll forget about him
0: until the we fir- the first time Jeremiah was allowed to like leave and like <laughs> no one
2: ever looked for him again. <laughs> but I am curious now that you watched Supergirl the movie, did that uh, make you appreciate Helen Slater on the show a little more?
0: I mean, I think so. I will say, like the uh, I always appreciated Helen Slater. I always thought Helen Slater was a plus. Um, but yeah, having seen having seen the movie. Just seeing everything that poor Supergirl had to go through, <laughs> uh, just wading through the mess of whatever that movie was, <laughs> standing triumphant in spite of the <laughs> nonsensical plot lines. I I it made me it made me happy <laughs> that she got to be in a, a supergirl show that was like made a little bit more sense i guess (laughs) um not a lot but Not uh, not a ton but a little bit no i mean i think it made me a little bit more excited to see her because i like now had that feeling of like oh hey that's supergirl because before obviously i knew helen slater had played supergirl but i hadn't watched the movie so
2: getting to see kind of dueling supergirls was fun yeah and uh because of that we uh, we got we got the super role cameo, but we also had uh Dean kane as jeremiah danvers in this one uh he he got a little more uh prickly i guess if you want to uh, to use that word again that he uh that he he was he was maybe not uh, what we thought he was that he that we or or the story of Jeremiah was not what we thought it was uh because Eliza was keeping. Uh, some secrets from the Danvers sisters. So um, what did you think about uh, getting to see Dean, Dean Kane here?
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, inter- I thought it was fun to, first off to see like the super, the super alumni, let's say. Uh, Cause he was Superman back in uh, Lois and Clark. And obviously she was Supergirl in Supergirl, the movie. Uh, so it was fun to see them together. And then it was interesting to see like, what their relationship was like because we don't get a lot of that in anything probably because it was hard to book them at the same time they only had so much budget and by the time <laughs> they went to the cw it was like not a lot right <laughs> <laughs> they were like we don't we don't have su- supergirl and superman money what are you crazy <laughs> uh, it would the rest of the episode would have just been nia
2: taking a nap they're like <laughs> she's streaming uh, <laughs> but you but know what nicole and nicole, nicole mains would have sold it she, she would have pulled it off for
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was cool to be able to see their relationship we got like little bits of it in the episode when she's like she, he's looking outside and she she asks him to come in while she's working on her dissertation you kind of got the impression of what they were like as a couple and kind of what they were like as parents when they're <laughs> yelling at the kids because uh, uh, Cara took Alex on a joy ride <laughs> Uh, And I think it's interesting that um, that they have sort of that that um, similarity between uh, Alex and Jeremiah that they highlighted that where they are both they both kept secrets. She never knew that Jeremiah was in the D.E.O. And her mom didn't know that she was in the DEO. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting the way that, you know, that, that came out and kind of led her to realize that she needed to tell Alex about, um, about what happened, actually happened to her father and like where he actually went. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting. And uh, and obviously was our first hint that like what is going on with Hank Henshaw. Uh, <laughs> which I think is fun looking back on it. And we know, you know, we know it's Martian Manhunter. But back back in the when it first aired, I was like, oh man, that guy is bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got my eyes on you. <laughs> it is a good twist. It it mm-hmm. does uh, it does uh, bring a little intrigue into the into the series. So I, I would agree with that. Even rewatching it for this I was like, oh, that was actually pretty well done. A uh, good job, season one of Supergirl <laughs> made 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 me uh, shocked by that. Even though I've seen this episode many many times. Uh, Yeah, so I really liked uh, getting to see Jeremiah and Eliza in this episode. It was a little weird, though. I will admit to see Supergirl and Superman kiss. That was a little strange (laughs) for me. Uh, But I got over that once, uh, you know, in my head. I reconciled that those were two totally different uh, characters that they were playing. Uh, But it was uh, nice to see some Danvers, uh, you know, family stuff. Um, so, uh, that won't, we won't see much of that, uh, later on in the series, but we get a lot (laughs) of it here in this episode, which is nice. Um, so let's, uh, and I guess we could talk about, uh, well, I guess we talked a little bit about Alex. Uh, Was there anything else you wanted to talk about with Alex before we, uh, move on? I just thought that this was a really great. Alex episode
0: actually not that she wasn't like great for the first three, but I thought that this episode, she really got to shine and we really got to see a different side of that, the relationship she has with her family and even the relationship she has with her sister Um, where they, you know, there is like a little bit of friction there. Um, She did kind of feel like she got this little sister and, and then all this responsibility of taking care of her and, that she then got kind of blamed for anything that would go wrong with Car. It was like, oh, mom's gonna come down on me hard. And I love the um, like the through line in the first part of the episode where Kara is like, mom doesn't care that I'm Supergirl. Like, get over And Alex is like, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's happening. It's coming. She's mad. And then like, you get halfway through and all of a sudden Helen Slater like sighs heavily and like anybody with a parent is like, uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the sigh of a disappointed parent.
2: <laughs> yeah, Alex was right. She had a, a reason to be uh, suspicious that her mother would be uh, upset <laughs> with her. Um, yeah, I think that was really great, and I, I liked it even when uh, Kara approached uh, Eliza to to ask, "Why were you always so much harder on her?" Um, so I, I thought that was nice that uh, Kara sort of stuck up for Alex in that way because Alex was not handling things well.
0: No, no, she wasn't. She made uh, she made Thanksgiving real weird for Win. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Win's like, I just want to be here with with your family. Things in my family are a little strange, incarcerations and whatnot. <laughs> and, and then he gets there. And- like becomes this battle royale at the uh, at the Thanksgiving table, which I feel like is kind of a trend on Supergirl. I feel like there have been several awkward Thanksgivings over the course. <laughs>
2: of the show oh yeah there was a uh lena james breakup i think uh, at a thanksgiving <laughs> dinner one of one of their breakups i think one, the, one of this, them not
0: the, the one that not the final one where she kicked him out of the car
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think that one came later but yeah there is a uh, there is some of that so yeah not great for win when maybe should have just done the orphan black marathon and he would have had a good day <laughs> He was
0: like, I had a whole plan. It was gonna be great. Now I feel weird. I I like that they actually showed him like letting himself out. Where he was like, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. This is taking a weird <laughs> turn for me. So I'm just so gonna great. go. Great. I think mean, I thought Wynn was great in this one. He was just like just really funny. He didn't have a very big part to play, but everything that he did really cracked me up. When he was just like, Yeah. So I'm not gonna. I guess I don't have to. Talk about what I'm grateful for. (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. No, no, take the call from James. Take the call. Has a sing like a single tear just like streaks down his cheek. He's like, "No, I'm cool. It's great. It's great. Love Thanksgiving."
2: Yeah the the show uh, keeps wanting to play up that love triangle here. So just a uh, of note uh, as we go through <laughs> through here. Um, just to uh, answer a question from the tra- chat, new Rachel uh took my comment about Supergirl and Superman uh <laughs> kissing, asking, did not a version of Supergirl who wasn't related to Superman marry him in one of the comics. I believe that is the Peter David run, which is bonkers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think if I remember correctly, the supergirl who marries Superman and has a child with him is actually the Linda Danvers version, which is the Matrix Supergirl plus the uh satanic cult member. So that's not actually Car el his cousin. Oh uh, yes. What? know we, no, sorry, we the, the what? Have you forgotten this? I feel like I've mentioned this to you, but it's I, it's you probably have. <laughs> it's something that it needs uh, it bears repeating, though, because it's a lot to take in. We'll we'll <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll have to really cover that <laughs> that run. Uh, but basically, in the Peter David run. So in the uh, I, I should back up real quick. In the 90s, uh, so at this point, Supergirl is... Carzarel is dead in the comics. She is uh, killed in Crisis on Infinite Earths in 1984, the same year she uh, got a big screen movie. <laughs> uh, so, so has gr- always happened to her? Not a great year for <laughs> Supergirl. Uh, but uh, so she's, she's killed off in the 80s. But in the 90s, DC Comics is like, uh, we want to bring uh, Supergirl back because she was a great character. And the way they did that was... That they uh they had like a, a matrix protoplasmic blob who could shapeshift, <laughs> okay, and uh so that would be Supergirl, so she could shapeshift into Supergirl, uh but she had I think if I remember correctly she had Lana Lang's memories for some reason it was Uh-oh. very very strange, okay. um but the uh but the Matrix Supergirl this sort of protoplasmic blob, uh encountered uh linda danvers who was just an average uh uh, was she a teenager at the time this average girl who uh happened to be in a satanic cult uh and they merged together and -hmm. they became the linda danvers supergirl uh from the uh the peter david run which is very complicated and uh, there's a lot there. Crazy. There's a there, lot to explore there. there. There is a lot. Um, which is why the Peter David run has so much uh Christian imagery and uh Supergirl encounters God, she becomes an earth angel with fire wings. Oh. Uh, it's <laughs> okay. There's
0: there's a lot in the uh in I the can't Peter wait neighbor. until we can read that one where Supergirl talks to God. That sounds <laughs> that sounds off the chain.
2: <laughs> it's actually honestly. It's one of the better Supergirl runs. It's it's honestly, it's honestly really great. Like it's it's really well written, uh, I have to admit. Uh okay, so where were we? Uh after we got sidetracked by uh, <laughs> Superman uh, and Supergirl marrying in the comics. I think we were
0: discussing uh we were just wrapping up on the uh the Thanksgiving uh Danvers family stuff of it all. What yes. did, I mean, what did you think? I mean, throwing it all the way back to <laughs> to your original thoughts on this episode. But well, that was a long time ago. I know. Uh it was a long time ago. But what did you think of the the character stuff that this one set up?
2: Oh, I really liked this one because it it gave everybody something to do and it gave somebody it gave everybody a a moment to expand on their character. So uh Kara's dealing with her sister and her foster mother and also the the weight of possibly turning someone into a supervillain, which is a pretty big thing to think about, um, and so <laughs> she's got all of these things that she's dealing with. Uh, Cat Grant has her own problems, and we'll talk about uh, her mm-hmm. problem in this in this episode here in a second. The uh, title character of this episode, uh, who I can't wait to pick her brain about, um, but uh, Cat's dealing with Leslie Willis. Um, and so there's a lot of good stuff there about her being a mentor and, and all of that. And her connection to Kara, I think uh, expanded a little bit in this episode where uh, Kara tells her about the, uh, her, her past and her family. And uh, Alex gets good things with Eliza. There's stuff with Eliza. That's good character development for her with all of her stuff with Jeremiah and the DEO. And um, when, as you mentioned, ha- had some good stuff, James, is kind of uh there's less maybe character stuff there for him, but they still uh play up the um uh, the the love connection between Kara and James. So they're still trying to build that romance. But I, I thought all of the the character beats just on an overall big picture. I mean, I, I'm really impressed that they were able to to give each character some kind of story, which I thought was uh, really impressive.
0: Yeah, I, I see. Rachel left a comment that this is also the episode where we learn the dad is in prison. Which, yes.
2: Yeah. This is definitely the first time that they've mentioned that on the show. Yeah. I don't think he specifically says toy man, but he, he mentions his dad. No, he doesn't mention
0: toy man, but he does say like when she starts to say that she's sorry, he does say
2: like, he's a bad dude. Yeah. He, he did to be bad there. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, even just that little bit from when it gave us a little more information. So I think four episodes in, it's doing a pretty good. The show's doing a pretty good job of establishing who these characters are and helping us learn a little bit more about them, which is really, really nice. Um, Speaking of characters, I guess this would be a way to talk more about uh, a few of these characters, uh, starting with Leslie Willis. Who was live and wired in this episode? Live and wired. Uh, So, Morgan, what did you think about the introduction, our our first uh, appearance of Leslie Willis, aka Livewire, on Supergirl? Well,
0: we all know that this is really a a Livewire appreciation podcast. (laughs) Every every week it is (laughs) as a Supergirl podcast. Uh, I loved her. Um, It was actually. I've seen her as Livewire so often that when she first showed up and she wasn't, like, really pale with, like, the silver hair and, like, the dark eyes. I was like, who's, who's that? <laughs> like, she looks so tan and healthy. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's how, like, I almost never – it always takes me a second to recognize the actress from iZombie because she's not in the zombie <laughs> makeup. I'm yeah. like – why does she look so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watched like five seasons of that show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I thought that that they really set her up really well. and I think I really like that, um, I think one of the ways that like season one is a little bit different than, say, a much later season is that she is kind of a she is kind of a a mustache twirling villain she is kind of a bad villain but they like immediately set up this uh this relationship that she and cat have that has you know some twists and turns and backstory that they don't hit you over the head with, but you do get the impression that, you know, um, that cat, you know, found her and like nurtured her talent and that maybe they haven't been getting along recently, but like, but cat does feel responsible for her. And uh, when she's in the hospital, cat gives her like a very classic cat, speech that's like okay get up willis like (laughs) she's in a
2: coma cat she can't just get up Uh, but (laughs) But i think that shows some humanity from cat for for much of what we've seen from cat already she's been very hard on people she you know uh doesn't seem to care much about people and here we get a little glimpse of of cat showing a little compassion and and caring about someone just just a little bit
0: yeah i really liked i really liked that they they didn't feel like they had to hit you over the head with the fact that like cat is feeling guilty about what happened cat does care about leslie even though you know they are not seeing eye to eye right now uh because she does have that that uh conversation with car where she says like oh it's not supergirl's fault uh if it was supergirl's fault you could argue it was my fault for sending her up on the helicopter and you can tell like she does feel guilty for sending her up on that helicopter, and she's like, "But it's not." And she, uh. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I really like. I think Callista played all the scenes so well, and I think that the it really layer gave layers to both of those characters, um, both Leslie and Cat. That like Cat. You know, has has this like long standing relationship with her and did feel responsible and did want to, you know, did want her to turn things around and, and get out. And then, of course, when she became a, you know, an electricity villain, things <laughs> changed a bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, I, I do, I do like that Kat even got to have like a, a heroic moment where she, you know, faced Leslie down. And I thought that this was a great episode, not just for, uh, our girl live wire. Uh, but also this is a great Cat Grant episode, which I think is, it was, it's so nice coming from <laughs> the future as we are and <laughs> going back to the past. It's like, you know, we, I realize now we didn't have that long with Cat Grant. Uh, so it's, it's great to get these, these nice episodes of her being, you know, um, brave and
2: heroic in her very Cat Grant way. Yeah, and the the Cat Grant story, in my opinion, doesn't take over the episode. It just adds to it. Like, there's still a Kara story in there. There's, you know, Supergirl still saving the day, but we get a a glimpse into Cat Grant's past and her uh, her humanity as a person and her connection with Kara, and all of that stems from the fact that she has this connection to Leslie. And I think that's really well done. It's uh, not something that uh, I, I'm like, oh, Kat took over this episode. <laughs> I, I just really enjoyed uh, the the connections that Kat has with these different characters. And it actually, you know, uh make sense within uh the storyline that she would have these different uh connections to each of them and i i think i i would agree with you cat was very brave she a couple of times went up against leslie and she could have been in some real real danger um so i i was glad that a super girl could be there for her but she you know she held her own and and knew that it was her role i like the idea that um uh, Kat tells Kara, you know, go get security. They're 20 floors down. I'll, you know, I'll keep her busy. Um, and she knew her role was going to be the person who distracted, uh, Leslie while uh, people got help. I still think cat Grant knows that Kara's Supergirl. I think she knew that when she sent <laughs> Kara down to security, she knew Supergirl would come back. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. But, yeah, uh, there were definitely a couple moments in
0: this one where I was like, "I think cat knows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like cat knows, especially in that scene in the hospital scene that I mentioned earlier, where Kara was like, and again, Kara, the world's worst liar, was <laughs> like, I bet supergirl, I bet Supergirl <laughs> feels very guilty. I don't know that, but I feel like she probably feels very guilty and uh, and cat basically is like it's not Supergirl's <laughs> fault. <laughs> so I feel like you could read some of those interactions as like her like kind of knowing that Car is supergirl.
2: And uh, I guess uh, in terms of the cat Leslie relationship with uh, them being uh, mentor mentee, I guess this is also now that I think about it, the maybe the first time that is this the first time that we know that cat Catco has something else besides the newspaper or the magazine? I think so they start and they also they also this might be the first time
0: that cat is called the queen of all media or yes,
2: I think this is the first time.
0: Because she, so to kind of pull it back around to the Thanksgiving stuff, she always likes to work on Thanksgiving because she has a complicated relationship with her mother, just like <laughs> Alex. Um, and she parallels, talks, <laughs> parallels. And she talks about, and Cara and says something like, Oh, it, your mother must be so proud of you. You're the queen of all media. Uh, and so I feel like this is the episode where Cat Co becomes a little bit more like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where I'm like, and then they have a radio division. um so and this is probably the beginning of me wanting their org chart and never getting it. Um, <laughs> never. because who knows? I guess they own an, a, a radio station as well. I guess it's a it's a media conglomerate of some kind <laughs> which I mean which late in the season in the series does make me wonder why they're putting all their eggs in like, print media's basket like <laughs> if you have other other things shouldn't you be spending more time on those um, but I guess they kind of were when they put did that VR technology that was supposed to take over the world. Uh,
2: yes, that maybe was the the wrong like the opposite thing. They went,
0: too, <laughs> they went too hard. They were like print media is dying. We'll take over the world with VR. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves that. Um, but yeah, that reminded me of uh, that scene. Reminded me of another, uh, of a moment where I was like, I bet cat is either knows or is putting things together. And that's when um Cara mentions having Thanksgiving dinner with her foster mom Um and that, sh- that her parents died in a fire, I think is how yes, she says. That's what she says. Yeah. And, and at some point Kat goes like, I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Like I need to know more about, I, I guess I'm going to need to pay more attention to you. And like, I feel like I could see like the, The wheels turning, where it's like, well, she looks just like Supergirl, and she's an orphan like Supergirl is because her planet exploded kind of like in a fire uh, i mean there's probably fire in that (laughs) explosion might have been some fire like i feel like it's like her just gathering hints for this like theory that she has that it's like (laughs) starting to starting they're starting to pile up now and she's like at
2: at her house her apartment she's just got like you know string theory stuff (laughs) around the room
0: (laughs) she's like she just like put the string from one thing to another and like it says like orphan fire <laughs> she's like i think i've got it it's like uh, a murder board with like supergirls picture. yes exactly yeah this was definitely one where i was like i i'm starting to buy the theory that she's she's figured it out like she's but if she hasn't figured it out yet like this is all stacking in a direction that that we know is like car is super
2: yeah i really liked the relationship dynamic between cat and car in this episode it felt like they they weren't just uh Coworkers and Cat wasn't just her boss; like it seemed like Cat uh, was actually, you know, taking an interest in Kara as a person. So that's a nice development there. Uh, but yeah, so for Livewire, I, I think it uh, they did a pretty good job. Uh, it was very faithful to the Superman the Animated Series uh, incarnation where Livewire was created on that TV show, and uh, the the only difference really is that uh, on Superman the Animated Series. Leslie is the queen of all media, not Cat Grant. So ah. here they gave it to Cat Grant. But I think that makes maybe more sense for this version uh, that Cat Grant would be the queen of all media. But, uh, but the shock jock stuff, um, the sort of the radio personality, the outfit that she wears is all very, I, I think, uh, character correct for uh, Livewire in, in terms of her. Uh, origin and her first appearance. And I thought Britt Morgan did a really good job. She, uh, she made those two different aspects of Leslie Willis very different. Like you were saying, the, the Leslie Willis, who was the shock jock in the radio uh, studio, who was bad-mouthing Supergirl <laughs> for some reason. She really did not like Supergirl. Uh, she was a very di- different character than the Livewire character. They, they still both hated Supergirl, but she was able to, in her performance, make them very different and make them distinct, and I, I thought that was a really strong uh, portrayal for uh, for Livewire.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite parts is when she's in the helicopter and it's like starts to go down, and Supergirl like goes up to save her. <laughs> she comes in the doorway of the super of the helicopter, and like Leslie's like, "Oh, you." <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a better offer? <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh so hard that she was like, "Oh God, I'm so sick of you." She's like, uh,
2: "Would you I'm prefer to crash?" In your life? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I love Livewire. I think she's got such a good like the character. The villain uh, has such a good sense of humor to her, and like, I think having her have that existing relationship with Kat does give it stakes where like she's sure she wasn't like a great person, but she was like a person that, you know, Kat had a relationship with. So you like, you don't want, you don't want uh, like the worst thing to happen to her, but also she's like a pretty, she's a pretty bad. She like, did a blackout on the entire city basically mm-hmm. and like kept trying to electrocute people uh, and I thought her powers are really cool like when you would see her just like disappear into a street light and she'd pop back up and she's like bam
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I love that she has her own musical theme Livewire has this sort of electronic musical theme that comes that comes with her every time she appears which I personally like I thought that was a really nice touch um, from season one and that carries over in the other appearances of of Livewire that you hear a little bit of her theme. So I, I, I know she's mustache twirly and she just really leans hard into being a supervillain, but I love that. I, I think that's so fun. And so it's it's fun to see the uh, the first uh, interaction between Supergirl and Livewire because you can kind of tell that uh, Supergirl doesn't really like that uh, Livewire some mean things about her. And so uh, the uh, setting up of them being uh, en- enemies or frenemies, uh, if you want to, later on down the road. I think this this is a really good start for that because you can see why maybe Livewire maybe didn't like Supergirl, and you can see why Supergirl would have an issue with Livewire. So I think they do a really good job. Yeah, of that. Think- and having them connected in Catco, I think, is a, a nice addition to it.
0: I think Livewire is like maybe in my in my opinion one of my favorite villains that they did on the Supergirl TV series like when i think of iconic supergirl villains like the first one i think of is livewire which is funny because they had like season long villains <laughs> that <laughs> that i liked even and i still think of like livewire as as kind of like the first the first one and i just think it's because like Uh, the performance was so good and the writing was so fun and she's like, uh, she is a mustache twirling villain, but she does have some humanity uh, and she's also just like having fun with being a villain which is always kind of fun to watch.
2: Which I guess makes sense from her character. She was already like a mean spirited person. So of course, that kind of person probably would enjoy having (laughs) lots of power and being able to to get at the people that they don't like. Uh, So that makes uh, sense for a person uh, such as Leslie.
0: I see. Um, in the comments, uh, Mercenary X84 says Leslie references her experiences in the helicopter in World's Finest with the line, "I hate helicopters," <laughs> 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 which I probably forgot what that was in reference to by the time I saw that. But that's really funny that they
2: did a callback to to Livewire. And uh, Aaron says in the uh, comment section, the street where Livewire and Supergirl thought was in WB Studios and was uh, like the main street that Gilmore Girls was filmed in. Oh, yeah. I see. I've been on that street. I have been on the Warner Brothers lot. I've actually been in that DEO set from season one, uh, which Whoa. is mostly like a bat cave. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess they would have shot some of those same kind of things. Why, why were you on the uh, Gilmore Girls main street? Oh, you know when I was a Gilmore girl. No, I, <laughs> I,
0: I did. I did the same WB studio tours. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I did. It's it's whenever I'm in California, I think about doing some of the other studio tours. But the WB one is just so good. It has like a I lot of history. Just, I just end up going back to the WB one. Yeah, but they like they take you through basically it's like their main street usa kind of set um but they just use that a lot for gilmore girls so like everywhere you look in that set is like basically another gilmore girls landscape uh, land land uh mark where you're like oh my god there's the gazebo (laughs) and they're like who wants to take a picture in the gazebo and i was like me Uh...
2: yeah that is so funny uh yeah this would be uh the only season that was in the uh, shot in the wb a lot uh oh, that's because, right because because it would have moved to vancouver yeah i didn't
0: i didn't even think of that that they were shooting in um on the wb lot in season one and then obviously not anymore after that so some of i guess like you know it it does looking back on it it's like oh like some of the sets do look a little different in season one and that's because they just had to basically probably rebuild a lot of that stuff or like, or at least move it. So some of the stuff probably changed a bit.
2: Yeah. And speaking of sets uh, I, I, I had totally forgotten that live Water actually destroys the, uh, the pink, uh the pink cat that cat cat yes! uh cat statue <laughs> and uh they repair it by the end of the episode but i had forgotten that she uh she took that out i was like oh that's uh <laughs> that's funny that that got referenced so, which is i guess a metaphor that she's destroyed cat grant she's you know, <laughs> taking <laughs> out her vengeance <laughs> <laughs> not the giant cat <laughs> uh, there is a question in the chat from andy who uh says this is mostly for morgan but would love rebecca's thoughts too if legends of tomorrow had another captain cold figure after season one i would have loved to have seen Livewire on that team after supergirl season three morgan what are your thoughts would you have wanted to see Livewire on legends I think Livewire
0: would have been a really fun addition to Legends. She's got that kind of like over the top energy <laughs> that Legends kind of thrives on, and I feel like I feel like Legends was really good at taking like uh, characters who maybe had smaller roles in some of the other shows and giving them like kind of their own arc in Legends and letting them be ridiculous, uh, but also sort of grounding it in character stuff. So I feel like Leslie would have, Livewire would have done well on the wave rider. I think she would have really annoyed everyone first. Yeah, would, would she time. have hated everyone? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. She would have <laughs> hated everybody. But I think eventually they would have won her over. I think I think it would have been especially funny for her to be on like one of the seasons with Ray Palmer because he was so such like a boy scout. And so like, come on guys, let's do everything as a team. And she would have been like, <laughs>
2: yeah she would
0: have picked on him
2: <laughs> mercilessly it would have been great <laughs> yeah that would have been really fun uh i could i could definitely see Livewire uh being on uh the wave rider and helping them out because after season three if they did bring her back resurrected her from the uh electrical death that she incurs uh against rain um you know, maybe she would have been a hero. Maybe she would have been on the the side of good. She was sort of going there towards season. I know know we're sort of skipping ahead, but she was going there towards season three. And I think she probably, if she had come back, she would have been a full fledged hero, which normally I would be upset about. I like my villains to villain, uh, but I think Livewire, she earned that, that redemption arc that I think happens. Um, so any, any other thoughts about Leslie Willis or, uh, Livewire before we, uh, continue on? No, I just think that, uh, I just think that she's just the best. (laughs) She is the best. She's just simply the best. (laughs) (laughs) There's a song, uh, to that, uh, that if you want to go check that out, simply the best, that's Livewire. Uh, so, (laughs) so I would agree with that. I think Livewire is one of those standout characters, um, that I think season one really did uh, a good job with because season one was more standalone episodes uh, versus some of the uh, later seasons where they decided for a whole season they were going to talk about totems. Uh, so, <laughs> so this was a real treat because uh, you know she kind of came in. Did her thing, was excellent with it, and it wanted you uh left me wanting more, which uh, thankfully we got more of Livewire after this. But I thought she was excellent. I thought Brit Morgan was uh so good in the role and she she did a good job of uh going up against Kara and Kat, especially. So I th- I thought those were um, great dynamics throughout the episode. and really gave um, Kara a good challenge as Supergirl. At one point, Alex tells Supergirl, like, she could kill you. Like, this is not somebody to yeah. mess around with. She could kill you. And what I liked about this episode is that Supergirl figures out how to defeat her. There's, you know, Kat's helping her out a little bit. But it's Supergirl who realizes uh, the way to defeat uh, Livewire is to get her drenched and uh, pour some water on her. So uh, (laughs) I I really enjoyed that Supergirl was shown to be smart and resourceful and able to take down the villain on her own. Such a refreshing uh, thing to see. So I really enjoyed that about this episode. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I we should mention this one comment from Mara before we continue on. Uh, of course. Mara says Livewire was super cool and had a strong wig game. So working it, <laughs> working it, or Wiggy in this episode? I, I think definitely working it. I was like, that's a great wig.
0: That's a great wig. That's not a wig that takes me out of the scene. <laughs> That's not a wig where I'm like, oh my god, there's something on your head. Oh no, that's her hair. <laughs> that is that that is uh that was a top notch wig. I feel like Livewire, we we've we've uh, voted on this one, and 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 Livewire is always working it. She's she's doing her
2: best. She's doing she, what she can. I mean, she it gets a little wiggy towards <laughs> the end of the run of Livewire. Like the, the I mean, they all do, don't they? <laughs> As we get along, the 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 sort of the crazier she gets, the crazier <laughs> the wig gets. Uh, so uh, so there is that. But I think the wig looked the best in this episode. I think that's when the, they had that the, CBS money. <laughs> <laughs> the other two instances of uh, live wires uh, wig, I think, were maybe uh, a little rough. But I think this one. I think this one was the, the one. All right. Well, Morgan, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss in this episode before we uh get out of here? Did you want to talk about uh James and Lucy? Oh, that's right. That's right. Because James and Lucy are now together. Um, um apparently they're they're vacationing together uh and having Thanksgiving dinner. They're having together,
0: together Thanksgiving together, which feels like a big step from being broken up. <laughs> like Feels like it might be like oh we just got back together like maybe we should like take it slow go see our own families like, no you're coming with me <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're ditching our families <laughs> we're
0: you're going to 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 have thanksgiving with me i can't keep i have to keep you in my division uh which to be fair like as soon as she like takes her eyes off of him he's like hey (laughs) (laughs) Cora. what are you doing uh but i i i feel like that was maybe the the one place that the episode order might have have like suffered because i went like wait what because the last time we saw lucy she had just kind of showed up and she was and, like, "Hey, let's let's go to dinner and talk." Yeah, she was like, "Hey, let's go to dinner and talk." And he was like, "Oh, if I have to." <laughs> and now, and now they're in such a committed relationship that he's going to Thanksgiving with her. So it felt like I I missed a step there. I was like, "Whoa, okay." Uh, I didn't care enough to like be really thrown off by it. But <laughs> I mean, I think that's the other thing is like this early in the show's run too. It's like not like you're going to be devastated on Car's behalf or anything. You're just like oh, okay, I guess they're together after that dinner? I yeah. guess that's what the show wants me to think. Uh, but I now I'm wondering when, when we get to the next episode, if there's going to be some James and Lucy stuff that would have been a bridge to make that <laughs> Thanksgiving stuff make sense, or if they kind of removed it and they were like, uh-oh, that's not going to make sense. If, it's uh, like, if the next episode is like James and Lucy going like, should we get back together? And we just watched where they were in Thanksgiving you're like, why are you guys still talking about it. <laughs> so
2: Hagelblast in the chat actually uh, has uh, the answer to that. And how does she do it? Which is the <laughs> fifth episode that aired, but was supposed to be the fourth episode. Lucy asks, Carr if James is seeing anyone, it makes more sense. If you watch the episodes in the intended production order. So that uh, might answer your question there, Morgan. So there is that I did <laughs> want to point out, uh, I believe uh, since I've been uh, trying to track this, Uh, I think this is the first time that Kat calls Kara Kira. Really? At the end of the episode in that scene where they're talking on the couch. uh, This is, uh, I think she, I, I think I heard a Kira at the end of the episode. And I think this might, has she said chop chop in episodes prior? She did say chop chop in one of them, I think. Last, the last one? I'm not I haven't been doing a good job tracking the chop chop, but this is I think this is our first. Kira was in this episode, so is there is that? I just wanted to point that out, just in case, in case anybody else was having a, a Kira watch. <laughs> <laughs> Are we having a lab cat? Uh, yeah,
0: he's just situation? he's just trying. Bunsen's just trying to uh, to climb up a cabinet, but it's okay. He gave up. He gave oh, up. okay. I, I, okay. Can't, I can't do it. I'm not going to continue trying. Oh, well. Well, hold on. Did, maybe I spoke too He said he settled for the table. Bunson. Bunson, hey. Hey, what's up, bud? Maybe <laughs> maybe you're done with what you're trying to do. Not the light. Not the light. <laughs> I saw you I swear to god, Bunsen. I swear <laughs> to god. No. Did you see that? <laughs> Oh my God! He's still trying. Do you need me to? No, it's it's fine. You know what? There's nothing he can get in there. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's actually preferable to don't look at it again. Don't even look at it. He, what he'll do is he'll go all the way up on that light and then I'll look up and I'll just see him kind of swinging there. No! And it's not great. It's not great no! at all. And then I have to like run in here and be like, stop it.
2: <laughs> oh, hanging from the light fixture may not be the best. And why is this? Oh, he's. <laughs> Boston. No and what are you now? What are you looking at,
1: huh.
0: buddy? Don't you go up there? <laughs> don't you go up on the china cabinet? Come on, buddy. Look at this. Aren't you sleepy? <laughs> I drugged you. He drugged.
2: <laughs> oh my god, he's, he's a nightmare. To any uh, new listeners, uh, <laughs> the the drug is referring to an anti anxiety. It's a mild anti anxiety,
0: and it doesn't work. So he's. <laughs> he's anxious and he,
2: and he wants to cause destruction. So, yes. Uh, well, that was a uh, good, we're getting a lot of Bunsen. Uh, I can just tell he wants to do something. Destructive. <laughs> That's
0: the worst part is like every time you see him pop up, it's, he's like, what he's can can I looking destroy? for something. Oh, that is so never funny. a good sign. It's okay. He's, he's disappeared i don't know if that makes me more or less afraid <laughs> you'd rather have him in sight he's somewhere he's in the wind now though
2: <laughs> well, i guess this uh, would be uh, a good to oh uh, uh aaron uh says uh he was hanging in there like the hang in there poster- posters oh my god bonson How in the
0: world he is okay so the my there's my cabinet uh, has like a, a tiny little gap between the wall and the cabinet he is between there somehow can you escape from there buddy (laughs) do you need help i would back up i'd back up you're not gonna be able to turn around i think it's fine (laughs) i think it's fine I, i think he got in there he can figure his way out
2: The podcast listeners, the audio-only listeners, are going to love this portion of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Well, uh, Bunsen is uh, doing a a lab cat experiment uh, for this (laughs) episode of Supergirl Radio and is a lot of fun. Um, Okay. Well, I guess we should take advantage of the time that we have where he's not causing chaos. (laughs) I I see a a
0: comment from uh, Blast who says... Uh, chop chop was originally an ad lib uh, ad lib by Callista that was left in the episode and then r- written into later episodes, which I did not know.
2: Yeah, I guess it became uh, Callista or Cat's uh, catchphrase as uh, <laughs> as she went along, which I think is a good choice. It sounds like something that Cat Grant should be uh, talking about. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to uh, mention before we leave, because I guess we already kind of talked about Cat Grant, but I just thought about it in terms of the Cat Grant character that she even has um, some character growth uh, for Cat Grant as a as a her own individual person because she initially uh, was going to do um, uh, like celebrity tabloid gossip, which would have been her bread and butter at the day yeah. planet by the end of the episode. She's like, no, let's uh, do some stories about people doing positive things for Thanksgiving and, and helping other people. So the uh, cat grants really turning a corner in this episode. She's, she's changed by the live wire incident and and wants to focus on the good instead of the negative, like Leslie, always did with her uh radio show.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I I liked that little bit at the end where she was like instead of this or that, like what if we, you know, focused on something
2: positive. And I think that's a, a good choice. Uh so I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe a Thanksgiving celebrity uh, uh celebrity, celebrity gossip article might have been what you want after you've eaten a lot of turkey <laughs> and you're, <laughs> you're you're in between naps but I think it's a, a positive and wise thing that she focused on the good things that people were doing for Thanksgiving. That's a very appropriate thing for a Supergirl episode. Uh, and Cara seemed to be uh, pleased with that. All right. So let's uh, get to our final thoughts. So Morgan, uh, what, what, what do you think about Livewire? where, where, is it, uh, where is it? Where uh, is it fall in the, uh, in the pantheon of Supergirl <laughs> episodes? It's one of my favorites from
0: season one. It's actually one of the season one episodes. That, like I, I think back on and I remember really well, um, but I wasn't sure how it was going to hold up. Cause it's been ages since I've watched it. And I was surprised at how good I thought it was. Like I remembered it being good, but it was actually kind of better than I remembered it being. Um, so I just think this is such a good Supergirl episode. It's kind of a example early in season one of the show's, like, finding its footing and and really presenting us a great, memorable character.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Livewire is one of the the great, one of the all-time great uh, Supergirl episodes. It has something for each character. It has great Supergirl moments, which is fun for me. And uh, I think Britt Morgan really outdid herself as Livewire. So I think she brought a character who really kind of only existed in she existed in uh superman in the animated series and did a i think she appeared in a few comics based on the animated series I, i can't remember exactly when she first debuted into the comics but uh most people knew her at the time as a superman the animated series character and so it was fun to see that animated character come to life in such a great way and and really um uh, bring her to uh, to live action in, in a way that was very believable and enjoyable to watch. So uh, that is, uh, I think, going to um, uh, close out our thoughts on the episode. Uh, but I think we have some listener feedback. We sure do. We have
0: an email from Daryl who wrote in on, with some thoughts on LiveWire saying, I don't quite understand why Leslie hates Supergirl. It's not very clear. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also don't understand why the show keeps reminding us that Wynn likes Kara. I didn't think he had a chance since the first episode, so to keep reminding us seems unnecessary. I really feel sorry for him in that dinner scene. It's a surprise he comes back to Thanksgiving dinner again in later seasons. That's true. You think that would have scared him away? Well, from he, he,
2: he just didn't have anything else to do. Was he just going to be by himself or...
0: Also, I've heard the pie is really good. Maybe it's worth all the awkward interactions to get get at that pie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eliza Danvers makes a good pie. Um, love seeing Helen and Dean on the show. In all the seasons of the show, I don't think they ever confront the fact that Alex turns to alcohol when things get too emotionally heavy. What are your thoughts on the cover of Take Me to Church playing during the Alex and Eliza scene? I remember thinking it was a very strange choice
2: during a mother and daughter scene. <laughs> Now, uh, Teresa and I did discuss that originally on uh, Superhero Radio's uh, initial episode of uh, episode discussion of Livewire, um, which we did talk about it being uh, kind of a strange choice. But Morgan, what are, what are your thoughts on that? I that one also t- took me out of the scene a little bit when he started playing, and I went, "What?" what song are
0: they playing here? And it was like a stripped down, like emotional, like slow version of it. It wasn't even the normal version. They were like, take me. And I was like, what? In this scene? Why? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was a good call. I hadn't remembered it until Daryl mentioned it, but yeah, it was a very strange
2: musical choice it's maybe not appropriate for a mother and daughter scene. it feels weird yeah. <laughs> and there were like candles in the scene yes! too because the yes! light the lights had gone out all the electricity and the power had gone out it it was it was setting a weird tone i thought for a mother and daughter scene the i shouldn't say weird uh, an unusual maybe is uh maybe that's a better uh term term for that i'm i'm not really sh- sure it was a strange choice for for sure uh, well, Kenny wrote in to share some thoughts saying, quote, I first heard about the Supergirl TV series in early 2015. I was like, how is this going to work? The 1984 Supergirl film was a mixed bag. Since Arrow and The Flash proved you can create a great superhero TV series, I was very much looking forward to it. Prior to getting into Supergirl, I was a moderate DC TV watcher. Yes, I liked and loved Smallville back in the day, but I needed something more. Because of the cast like Melissa Benoist, the Supergirl, and Kara, to Kyler Lee's as a- Agent Alex Danvers, I became hooked on the show. I loved Supergirl, at least the first three and a half seasons, but the second half of season three and on is when the show lost its magic and heart and Supergirl got sidelined way too much, though there were a few standout moments in those seasons like Red Dawn in season four. The take the grass scene was great. Seeing the strong bond and the love of the Danvers sisters being the thing that brought Supergirl back to life still brings me to tears each time I watch the episode. Also, the introduction of Tyler Hecklin as the Air versus Superman and Clark Kent in Supergirl Season 2 was amazing. Tyler is the best Superman since the late great Christopher Reeve. He and Melissa's chemistry as Clark and Kara were spot on and true to the character. My favorite episodes on Supergirl are way too many to list, but my favorite is the crossover with The Flash. Seeing Barry and Kara team up is so perfect and one of the better Airverse episodes. It's not loaded with a ton of plot holes and characters. My, my overall final score for Supergirl is 8 out of 10 cryptos for Seasons 1 and 2 and for seasons three through six they were okay not bad but could have been so much better in the writing and storytelling not having ali adler as showrunner after supergirl uh season two well uh ali adler left uh kenny uh, after season one uh season two really hurt the show my big takeaway from supergirl is that it was a great show and the lead character and the cast were amazing Melissa supergirl is so iconic unquote thank you for sending in your thoughts kenny Uh, Yeah, I think the uh, the Ali Adler of it all, I think, uh, made a big difference. I think she really brought something to the first season of Supergirl. I remember uh, before the show even started, there was an interview where she had a whole bunch of Supergirl books. Uh, like on her desk and they were like Sterling Gates books. And I was so <laughs> excited about that. She referenced uh, Kryptonese and I was like, Oh, she, she knows Supergirl stuff. Ooh. Uh, so that, uh, that was a, uh, uh, something that I think was lacking in later seasons. Uh, but Allie Adler uh, in season one really cared about making the, the show really, um, uh, be faithful to the character and the mythology of Supergirl, and that I, I think really comes through in the uh, the series and in, se- in season one. Even though Livewire is not a Supergirl villain per se, uh, she does appear with uh, uh Batgirl in the uh, Batman animated series uh, episode. Uh, Girls Night Out, which Blast reminded me of. Um, Supergirl and Batgirl team up to go after Livewire. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a Supergirl villain, even though uh, she was made for the Superman, the animated series. Um, so it was good to see that connection from Supergirl's uh, other iterations uh, come in and be part of the live action version on the TV series. Well, uh, Morgan, would you like to make some snap judgments? I would love that. So before we wrap up, we're going to need to make some snap judgments. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Uh, so, Morgan, I think we have a guest. Ermgard uh, wanted to join us to do some Snap Judgments. Ermgard uh, is a Patreon supporter and is able to do this. So, Ermgard, uh, are you there?
1: I am here. Hi, you two. How are y'all doing? Doing okay. How are you? All uh, doing good. Trucking through Colorado, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> let's some, let's do some Snap judgment, Judgments.
2: Yes, uh, yeah, we have got your snaps, and I I, I submitted a few. So, uh, uh, Morgan, uh, do you want to guide us through a uh, snap uh, judgments? Of course. So, the first set of snap judgments are from,
0: Irmgard. Uh, oh. So the, so they should be familiar to you. So, the first one is: What would you rather do? Tell your mother you have been working for a secret organization, or face Livewire head on?
2: What What's your choice, Irmgard?
1: Oh, you asked me first. Okay, I'm sorry. No, Uh, you're fine. All right. uh, I would face Live Bar any day before I uh, would have to face Eliza Danvers and tell her that I work for a secret society.
2: That is tough. Um, I think I would uh, rather have a conversation with my mother about being a secret organization. I think that would be a little less risky. Uh, and I think I would, um, uh, make it out of there a little better and maybe not, uh, <laughs> come along out with maybe some, uh, you know, scars of some kind with, I don't, I don't know burns, maybe burns would maybe be what you get if you faced live wire. So I think I'm going <laughs> to go the safe route and just, you know, confess that I've been working for a secret organization. Yeah, I think I'm going to go confessing as well. Um,
0: because I don't think I want to face off against Livewire. She's a little, she's a little intense. She's like not gonna hold back her punches. She's gonna, you know, break my cat statues in here. No thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she's also gonna say some really mean stuff about you. She,
0: her remarks are going to be as cutting uh, as possible. I can't take that.
2: <laughs> I'm emotionally fragile. I can't. It's, do that. it's
0: true. Um, okay, so our next snap judgment is: Where would you rather be? at your on-again, off-again girlfriend's Thanksgiving dinner or your
2: crush's Thanksgiving dinner? So, Ermgar, which uh, which one is your choice?
1: I would be at my crush's Thanksgiving dinner because uh, I wouldn't want to meet uh, my on-off-a- on-off-again girlfriend's dad because I, I would have some choice words for him.
2: Yeah, that could be really awkward. Yeah, I guess uh, your crush's Thanksgiving dinner is at least a new uh, situation you're, you're on again, off again, uh, uh, uh significant other would be very, uh, you know, been there, done that probably, probably a little old hat. So I guess a, a, a crush is Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, a, it's like a new thing. You get to, um, uh, meet new people maybe, and you get to eat new food. Maybe they have some new awesome food that you haven't had before. So I think that's what I would go with.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with the crush as well. Like it's the possibilities right
2: like you're there
0: and you're like i'm gonna make this romance happen between the cranberry sauce and the pie I'm, I'm gonna lock this down meanwhile if you're at your on again off again uh girlfriend's house you have to figure that like a good portion of her family hates you because of all the off again right yes yeah, so, again. like the when problem. you're off again she's like oh James is the worst. I hate James so much. And then what? You're supposed to just pop back in for Thanksgiving and like expect those family members to be like, right? She likes him again. After hearing all of the stuff about when she hated you, yes. no thanks. I'd be like, no thanks. Sorry. This is a sign this relationship isn't working. You're really <laughs> to me right now. Um, okay. Next one is who is the better mother, Kat Grant or Eliza Danvers?
2: What? So, Irmgard, who is the better mother, Cat Grant or Eliza
1: Danvers? Uh, Eli- Eliza Danvers, anytime.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, I I would probably say Eliza Danvers, but but maybe not by much. She did lie to her daughters about a pretty significant thing, like how your father died. Uh, that's a that's a pretty bad uh, and a terrible secret to keep from uh, from your daughters. So, uh, but I would probably say Eliza Danvers. Yeah, I'm going to go Eliza Danver. Sure, she
0: lied, but I feel like Kat uh, Grant as a mother would be too frightening. <laughs> I think, I don't think, I, again, I think I'm emotionally vulnerable and I don't think I could take it. Yeah. Um, Uh, I feel like she comes from a long line of scary people. Uh, (laughs) So it's like, there's not going to be anywhere, anywhere to find comfort there because your grandma's also going to be scary. like (laughs) Probably all of your relatives.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's going to be
0: chop chopping at you at the holidays. (laughs) No one needs that. (laughs) Um, Okay. uh, Last snap judgment from Irmgard is what would you rather do? be Hank Henshaw's second-in-command
2: or Kat Grant's assistant. All right, Ermgard, which one are you picking?
1: Second-in-command, any day.
2: Okay, all right. Working with Hank Henshaw. I think I would prefer uh, to be Kat Grant's assistant. You would probably work a lot, but I would imagine she pays pretty well, and you also probably get to meet (laughs) some uh, famous people and do some... uh, some cool work. You get to work in that Catco building, which might get destroyed every now and then. So there, there's that you might have to get a new desk every now and then. But I think that would be an exciting place to work. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. I'm going
0: to go with Hank Henshaw's assistant because I just feel like it would be safer somehow
2: uh, for me emotionally. <laughs> it would be safer. Uh, but 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 is this the Hank the original Hank Henshaw, the really angry ooh, David? Hayward. That's a good question because I'm thinking Space Dad and I'm thinking he's gonna uh, like uh, take me under his wing. Yeah, but what, what if what it's, if the question was turned and it was oh, the original Hank Henshaw? The original Hank Henshaw? Oh, oh
1: then I'm a it
2: then I'm
0: going cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that changes things. I one time had an interview where the, like the HR lady was like, um, did you ever see that movie? The devil wears Prada. And I was like, yeah, I've seen that movie. And she was like, this job would be like that. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> So I could have, in another life, I could have been Cat Grant's assistant. You
2: were almost there.
0: I was so close. Um, Okay, so our next set of snap judgments are from Rebecca, uh, a long-time listener. (laughs) Uh, Would you rather be uh, a traffic reporter in the Cat Copter or have your own radio show?
2: Ermgard, you have a preference...
1: I would rather be a, uh, have my own radio show. It's way safer than being in one of those helicopters, I think. Especially uh, during a thunderstorm or rain going on.
2: Yeah, definitely don't go out in the, the thunder and lightning storm. I would rather have uh, my own radio show because I'm not great with heights. I've never ridden in a helicopter, but I don't think I would care for it too much. So I would probably rather have uh, my own radio show. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a
0: radio show for the same reason that Rebecca did. I don't want to be in that copter. It's come down once already. I'm not getting <laughs> back in it. I saw what happened to Leslie. No, thank you. Uh, but also, I mean, we already kind of have our own radio show. Yeah, and it, you're already used to it. it. I've never fallen out of a helicopter because of it, so I feel like I'm on solid ground here. <laughs> <laughs> We're say radio show. Um, okay, so what is the bigger twist in this episode? that Jeremiah Danvers working for the DEO or Hank Henshaw not being who Cara and Alex think he is?
1: Uh, uh yeah, good one. Uh I think I go with Jeremiah on this one, I think. Yeah, this is a tough this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I think it's Jer- I, I would go with Jeremiah. Because we really didn't know nothing about Jeremiah at all. We've seen something was up with uh, Hank Hangstraw in the other episodes, but we we didn't know nothing about Jeremiah. All we knew is he was dead and uh, he was a scientist so far.
2: Yeah, I, I like the twist with Jeremiah and Tambers. uh They, you know, that he wasn't dead or he didn't die in the way they said. Um, but uh, that he had chosen to work for the DEO because he knew everything there was to know about Superman. So uh, so I, I, I thought that was a pretty good twist.
0: I'm going to differ, and I'm going to go for oh. the Hank Henshaw twist because... Even watching now, knowing the the solution at that moment when she's like, his name was Hank Henshaw. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you in trouble. So uh, I think that that like when you're watching it without knowing where it goes, I think that that was like a really great twist, um, especially for early on in the season. You make um, a good case for that. Thank you. Uh, would you rather stay home and cook Thanksgiving dinner or Eat out and have
2: someone else cook.
1: I rather stay at home and cook Thanksgiving dinner.
2: Oh yeah, see, I I like to cook, but man, for Thanksgiving dinner, I would rather someone else have to cook it and uh, do the dishes. So I think I'd rather <laughs> I think I'd rather eat out on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go stay in and cook, even though I myself am not good at cooking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I like a home-cooked meal, especially on Thanksgiving. We've done a couple of, like, Thanksgivings out occasionally, and I'm always disappointed. Like, I always want the home-cooked version of it. Um, as long as somebody is helping me with the cooking, I'm okay. Uh, so I I would rather get the home-cooked version. I think it feels more Thanksgiving-y. <laughs> Um, Okay, and last one. What's more unforgivable, turning Leslie Willis into a monster or controlling her content?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling she she doesn't like you controlling her content. I think she actually enjoyed getting turned into a live wire. I think she wouldn't want you messing around with her content at all
2: that's a good point to look at it from leslie's point of view uh i think you make a good case for that um i think but i think maybe uh cat had a reason to control her content she was kind of going off brand cat was like supergirl is my thing don't talk bad about her (laughs) uh so i guess i would say uh, the more unforgivable thing is uh leslie becoming a monster Yeah, I'm
0: gonna go. Leslie becoming a monster, even though she loves it, Um, (laughs) because I don't, I don't feel like she really. I don't feel like she really made her argument for why Supergirl is bad. She was just like, I don't like her outfit. I mean, Leslie, you gotta look beyond that. You gotta, (laughs) if you're making a point, you have to really make it. I don't think she, she definitely didn't. uh, She definitely didn't sell Cat Grant on. uh, on her content. So I feel like, you know, Yes, yeah, sometimes you, sometimes you just have to work for your
2: boss. Sorry, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to take us to the end of snap judgments. Irmgar, thank you for joining us again. Uh, and for uh, for supporting the Patreon account for super radio. So uh, we appreciate you coming on.
1: Uh, well, thank you for having me. Y'all have a good night and stay safe out there. All right, you too. All
2: right, so we are going to wrap up Snap Judgments. No judgments on your Snap Judgments. And uh, before we get into some plugs, I just wanted to uh, uh, get to... Daryl's question: um, He asks, uh, "Why is the podcast skipping the episode rewatch for the month of June?" Uh, it's a good question. Uh, um, mostly because we're not going to be here uh, for for most of uh, June. Uh, Morgan has uh, some conflicts. I have some conflicts, so uh, we're going. Our conflicts are at different times, which yes. means that there's always going to be like one of us out of pocket. <laughs> so we're going to uh, take it as far as we can, and then um, there are going to be some episodes where um, i'm gonna be solo with the uh, crypto character spotlight and then i'm gonna uh, release some episodes that are gonna be me as well so you're gonna have to be with me for a little while unfortunately and i know uh, uh everyone comes for morgan which is why i come to super radio <laughs> but if you're okay with just me talking about crypto the super dog we'll be doing uh, i'll be doing some of those episodes I mean, you, you've, got your, you've got your man on the street from Superman Celebration. I'm excited about that. <laughs> so there is that as well. We're going to do a Superman Celebration, another uh, recap of that. Uh, so that should be really interesting. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Who I'm going to talk to, what I'm going to see, uh, to be determined. Uh, but that's that's why um, some of the schedule is not exactly carrying on through. We're going to have to stop a little bit because we won't be able to uh, chat with each other about it. And uh, we'll we'll come back to the rewind once we, uh, both get back in, uh, the regular swing of things. So, uh, Morgan's get, gonna get some time off and, uh, I will be, uh, out for, uh, several weeks. So, uh, but, but even though we will be gone, uh, the podcast will not be gone. You will still get episodes of Supergirl Radio. You'll still have video premieres of Supergirl Radio. So if you still like the live chat functionality, you can still uh, gather together and chat about things while you're watching the video premiere if you so choose to do that. So, that's uh, fun. Yeah, so that's a little fun. So uh, that's uh, that's the promise we make to you. Even if we take off, we try to provide an episode. <laughs> but you'll never miss uh, Supergirl Radio, even if we are out of pocket. Uh, So just wanted to address that before we uh, got out of here so that uh, uh, if anybody else had that question, we would be able to address it as well. Okay, Uh, so I guess, uh, Morgan, did you have anything else? Nope. Okay. Was I like- got confused where I was on the document. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it is confusing. Uh, but I think uh I think maybe we'll uh, take this opportunity uh to go to some supergirl radio and some DCTV plugs if I can find the right one I need. Okay, so we're going to go to some plugs. (laughs) If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify where we also And wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T public store. So if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T Public Store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio is part of the DCTV podcast network. So if you also like the Flash Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning. Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure Shows, and DCTV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DCTV Podcasts mega feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter, And like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook or else. This has been a message from Hope inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. And we have live wire designs in the DCTV Podcast Tea Public Store. Yes, yeah, so you can pick live up. and wired. You you can be live and also wired. It's not mm. just one, you know, you can't just be live and not wired. I think you have to be no. live and wired is that they go together. It is uh, part of the requirement of being live and wired. So uh, <laughs> we have uh, T-shirts and mugs and stickers and all kinds of things in the DC TV uh, podcast Tee Public Store. And these uh, live and wired with Leslie Willis uh, designs were um, created by Sarah Louver, a.k.a. Comicker Girl. So if you're a fan of Sarah's, uh, this is uh, one that we commissioned from her, and she did a fantastic job. Uh, I'm actually wearing uh, a Live and Wired t-shirt now, nice. so, uh, and I have a Live and Wired mug somewhere. I don't have that on, on <laughs> my person tonight, uh, but uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's a really cool design, and it's unique. I don't think there's any other Live Wire uh, merchandise out there like it, so definitely check that out if you are a Live Wire fan. And uh, we definitely need to uh, do another contest for the DC TV uh, podcast plugs. I I'm know, starting to realize that every every week we we need some new plugs. <laughs> I mean,
0: I was going to make a sad joke that like none of those shows are left now, but it's really true. Uh,
2: well, <laughs> I mean, the podcast, some of <laughs> the, the podcast, a lot so, of the podcasts yeah.
0: remain. The shows are no longer on, but yeah, that's true. the po- the uh, The plugs are a little out of date. We're going to have to have to refresh those and. I mean, you guys have to save
2: me from having to do that myself. (laughs) All right, we'll work work out the details and maybe uh, announce something this summer. In the meantime, if you would like to support the Supergirl Radio Patreon, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Radio, And we'd like to thank our legion of super sponsors who already do that. These people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Nicole, Lizeth, Faith, Brian, and Ethan. If you uh, would like to do that, and support the Supergirl Radio Patreon. We have four monthly levels that uh, help us keep Supergirl Radio going and help us uh, uh, do what we need to do to bring the podcast to you every week. Uh, So we uh, definitely uh, appreciate you considering uh, being part of the Supergirl Radio Patreon, and we appreciate everybody who already supports the podcast. All right, so if you would like to keep in touch with me, you can check me out on the platform of Vero uh, at Derby Kid. I'm uh, posting things about what I'm reading or watching or listening to, so that's a great place to catch up with me and what I've been uh, into lately. You can also check me out on Instagram at the Derby Kid, where I put post the occasional picture over there. And I am on a YouTube. I have a a, a personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I know I I have been missing my Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice uh, critical reception analyses uh, because I've been out of town and traveling a little bit here lately. But this week, I promise this upcoming Sunday, which I believe is May 28th, uh, I will be doing a live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you are interested in talking about art criticism and asking the question, what is art? Uh, we'll, we'll be uh, looking at that um, through the lens of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out if you would like to do so. Nice. And you can find me on Twitter and
0: Instagram. I'm at MojoTastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, where we are starting to bank up some June episodes. I think we're going to watch a uh, Hulu rom-com called Crush and do um, an episode on that with my uh, DC TV Ether Dark co-host, Sarah. She's going to uh, be a special guest star. She's going to be sober for this one. So nice. that will be a new experience for her on the Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> podcast. Uh, and speaking of DC TV Dark, we spoke last week with, um, with Nate and Brittany from the Naomi podcast. And we kind of talked about sort of the sad news of that show, it became a different interview than we had originally planned out. Um, But basically kind of talked to them about Naomi and then just, you know, did our normal DC TV talked about what we were, what we were into and what we were watching and did our inside the actor studio uh, questions. So we had a really fun, uh, really fun time on that one. So that should be coming out pretty soon. um, This, this month uh, at the end of this month, or maybe the beginning of next month. So, surprising both of us we are keeping to our bi-monthly schedule somehow <laughs> <laughs> so far it's only episode two but so far so good we're patting ourselves on the back <laughs> we feel real proud of ourselves
2: yeah i'm liking this uh new season of dctv after dark I, I, there's lots of promise uh it seems <laughs> it seems like with the podcast so i'm very excited to hear all of that uh, that you that you have got uh, that you've got going on with all of your shows. Uh, well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson, and I'm still Morgan Glennon,
0: and we hope you found this episode of Supergirl Radio mildly intriguing. <laughs> The I do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like It's becoming a human burrito—a plus or a minus. I don't <laughs> know. It does seem snug. I mean,
1: <laughs> they say you are what you eat. up. I love that.
0: So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, boardroom or ballroom? Because <laughs> she
2: looks like a boss in this coat. <laughs>